You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. This time of the year, there's a lot of pressure on people. A lot of pressure. And if you make decisions while under pressure or frustrated at work, you can make the wrong decisions. There's a lot of expectations that people have in their hearts about what should have happened in this year, things that they were convinced were going to happen, and those things have not happened. And it affects you, the way that you think and the way that you look at things. So I want to minister this morning on the joy of the Lord, that when you are born again, joy is something that you have, because joy comes from the regenerated spirit of man. Joy, a matter of fact, is one of the first fruits of the Holy Spirit, or the fruit of the Holy Spirit is love. And in love, you have the different things, long-suffering and joy and self-control. But one of the first things of love is joy. And many people want joy, they want happiness in their lives, but happiness is based on one, what happens to you, what happens around you. So if everybody smiles at you, you feel happy. If everybody is helping you, you feel happy. If everybody is bringing you gifts, you feel happy. But what if those things don't happen? How do you feel on the inside? And the joy that God gives us is something that's permanent. It comes from the regenerated spirit of man. You should ask yourself, at night when you close your eyes and nobody sees you, and you don't have to smile at anybody, do you experience joy on the inside? You know, sometimes... You look at a Facebook or Twitter and you see all the photos are always smiles. Everybody is happy. But when you meet that person, you think, that's not what I saw on Facebook. Where's your smile? I thought you were always smiling and being happy. And this is a society that we live in today. They want thing on the outside, but something completely different on the inside. Turn with me in your Bibles to John chapter 15. Jesus, in commissioning Peter, asked Peter a very interesting question. He didn't ask him, what Bible school did you attend? How often do you fast or pray? How many times do you read your Bible? He didn't ask him any of those questions. He asked him, do you love me? That was the question that he asked Peter. He says, do you love me? Because any assignment that God gives you or asks of you, if you love God, your assignment, your, your ministry, your, what your goal is in life, should be because you love God. All effective ministry is because of a love for God. To fulfill or to live a fulfilled life is linked to loving God. I'm sharing a secret here with you. People want to know, give me the secret to be successful in life. Give me the secret to live a fulfilled life. The secret, love God. When you love God, nothing is too much. Just think about when you fell in love. The Woman of your dreams, nothing is too much. You just want to be with her because you love her. 
even if you have to sit under a tree that doesn't really have much leaves to give you shade, but you can just be with her and together you share a little cup of water. Even the little ants that come and want to bite you, you say, oh, look at the ants. They, they want to be romantic with us and they, they're nibbling little bites of love just to show me how much I love you. <laughs> Nothing is too much. Am I right? Because you're in love with that person. But if there's not love, why do you bring me to this place? I'm a, I have to sit in the sun. And the ants, did you see all the ants that's biting me? I mean, really, and this, do we have to share it? What is the? Then everything is too much. When we are born again, the first fruit of the Holy Spirit is joy overflowing. Joy that God gives us, nobody can take that away. John chapter 15, I'm reading from verse 9 in the Passion Translation. I love each of you with the same love that the Father loves me. Jesus loves you just as much as he loves any of his apostles, any of his prophets, any of his evangelists. He loves you just as much. I love each of you with the same love that the Father loves. You must continually let my love nourish your hearts. If you keep my commandments, you will live in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments. For I continually live, nourished and empowered by His love. My purpose for telling you these things is so that the joy that I experience will fill your hearts with overflowing gladness. The main requirement in making a difference in your life, in living for Jesus, is being in love with Jesus. When you're in love with God, nothing is too much. When you're in love with somebody, nothing is too much. That's why God said the most important thing is, number one, to love God. Number two, to love people. That's why it's all about loving God and loving people. Amen. Are you living a life based on happiness or do you have joy? Very quiet here this morning. What happened this week that you're so quiet? The greatest error, the greatest mistake that is preached to people today is that once you are born again, everything is going to be fine. That's a lie. The truth is once you are born again, you have joy on the inside. There will be challenges, there will be difficulties, but you'll oversee it. You have to keep your joy at all times. Jesus wants that joy that is in Him to be in you. He wants it to be perfected in your life. That everything that you do, that you should do it in a happy way, in a joyful way. Amen? Amen. There are too many things that we're doing today, not with a happy heart, not with joy in our hearts. Why do you think Jesus says, be a cheerful giver? Can you imagine if Jesus was a sorrowful giver? Can you imagine if it read, for God decided to help this miserable world? He knew that they were going to crucify him. 
hate him. He was actually not happy to do it. He wanted to stay in heaven, but he now did it just because the Father asked him to do it. Would you want to serve a Jesus like that? <laughs> That's complaining every time he has to forgive you. Now I have to forgive this pastor again. Does he not know that he's a pastor? <laughs> Am I helping some of you here? Because what God does, He requires of us. He came to this world with a purpose, with a reason. Amen? Turn with me to Hebrews 12 verse 2. Family, do you know why I have to teach you on this? Because if you don't keep joy at the center of your heart and you allow sadness to enter into your heart, many divine friendships have been destroyed because of sadness in your heart. Because you had an expectation that the person was to do something by this date, in this way, and they didn't do it. And you became sad and you said, well, I'm walking away from you. I'm leaving you. And you missed what God had for you. Because you allowed sadness to dominate your heart. Many marriages, many business opportunities, many careers have been destroyed because of sadness. Very quiet now. We South Africans, we are very emotional. We are very touchy. I can say it because I'm South African. I know. We've got like a I'll cut you attitude. You want to go and find him? I'll cut you out of my... I'll cut you. God brings a divine relationship into your life, a man or a woman. And one thing happens, you become sad. But you know you're supposed to marry that person. You get sad and you push that person away. And you meet somebody and you get married to spite that person. And you marry the wrong person. And because of that sadness, you're the one that's sad now. Okay, let's read Hebrews. 12 verse 2, Passion Translation. We look away from the natural realm and fasten our gaze unto Jesus who birthed faith within us. Do you know what this means? That faith has been birthed on the inside of you. It means you have the ability to please God. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. So God has birthed faith on the inside of you means you have the ability to please God. Jesus, who birthed faith within us, who leads us forward into faith's perfection. His example is this. Because his heart was focused on the joy. The Bible says because his focus was upon joy. What joy is he talking about? He's talking about you and me. That if he went through what he had to go through, you could be born again. You could be clothed with God's glory again. But somebody had to pay a price. Because his heart was focused on the joy of knowing that you would be his. He endured the agony of the cross and conquered his humiliation. And now sits exalted at the right hand of the throne of God. So consider carefully how Jesus faced such intense opposition from sinners who opposed their own souls, so that you won't become worn down and cave in under life's pressures. Have you been under pressure? Keep your focus. It's very quiet now. 
I know this time of the year is pressure time. Why do you think people call it the silly season? Because people start to behave in a silly way. <laughs> because of all the pressure. Everything must be finished by the 14th of December. And the person that behaves the most silliest gets the job done. Or runs away. The Bible says Jesus, because he kept his focus on joy, endured the cross. Went through it. A lot of things that you are going through, don't lose your focus. Whatever you are going through right now is not permanent. There is someone working out a solution to your situation. Jesus is that answer. That's why the Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author, the finisher, the perfecter of our faith. When I read this, he kept his focus. We look away from the natural realm and we fasten our gaze onto Jesus. People around you here in this natural realm, there's a lot of things happening. People can be slandering you. People can be cheating you. People can be trying to blackmail you. People could even steal your contract and take your contract away. The Bible says don't focus upon that. Keep your focus upon Jesus. If you look at all these things, your heart can become sad. When your heart is sad, it affects everything. When you sit here and you think, I'm supposed to get this promotion, he got the promotion. Your heart becomes sad. You view everything through that sadness. Now, even your colleagues, you'll become suspicious of them. Did they say something about me? Did they report me? Some people experience sadness in their families. It's the truth. Because there's no perfect family. There's, not even, there's no perfect church. There's no perfect pastor because everybody makes mistakes. That's why your focus must never be on a man but be on God. Amen? What is the thing that takes your focus away? That you focus on the situation and the circumstances? It's usually sin. Let's just call it David, when he sinned and he messed up, what did he do? In Psalm 51, Lord, restore unto me the joy of your salvation. Not my salvation. This is the mistake that we make. Lord, restore the joy of my salvation. What salvation do you have? That's why you're still sad. <laughs> if you can make yourself happy, Guess what? You can make yourself sad as well. If you are the one that controls the happiness, you're going to be sad very quickly. Let me rephrase it. Does everything in your life, every day, happen exactly the same way? Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His love and His joy is constant like this the whole time. We get up in the mornings and we say, today I'm going to be happy. And before you walk out of the back door, your happiness has left. Because you asked your husband to buy milk and bread and he forgot. So when you had to make sandwiches for the children for school, where's the bread I told you to buy? 
then it's not just where is the bread that I ask you to buy. Every time I ask you to buy bread, you don't do it. You are always the one to... <laughs> and all the sadness you previously dealt with suddenly comes through the window. You've closed the door to sadness, but he's jumping in through the windows. Turn quickly to Galatians 5.22. I have to read that. But the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within us is divine love in all its varied expressions, joy that overflows. Family, listen to me. If you're a believer, joy is something only believers can have. Only believers can have. The question is, are you really born again? If you are really born again, you'll protect that joy with everything. With everything. Philippians says, do everything without murmuring and complaining. Everything. It means everything that you do, do it with a joyful heart. Be happy when you do it. Don't let anything keep you back. You know, the apostles, they wrote funny things in the Bible that does not make sense. In the book of James chapter 1, they say, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. He's saying, get happy when difficult situations, trials, and temptations come your way. Some of you are looking at me, where's that in the Bible? Okay, go to James chapter 1. Let me just read it. I, I can see I'm going to have to read this to you personally, otherwise you're not going to believe me. Are you there? I'm reading from the Passion Translation. My fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. He says, if you start facing difficult things, get excited. Let your heart be filled with joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up power within you to endure all things. And then as you endure, endurance grows even stronger. It will release perfection into every part of your being until there's nothing missing and nothing lacking. Why would they say that? Because they knew they had the victory in Christ Jesus. James 5 teaches us about Job. We know the end intended by the Lord, that the Lord is merciful, that the Lord wants to help you, that the Lord wants to see you through. But many times in our own situation, through what we say and what we confess, what God wanted to do is destroyed by our own words and the own sadness in our hearts. When you have sadness in your heart, you become suspicious of everybody around you. You view everything through sadness. Even when somebody is smiling, you say, why is he smiling so much? What's he trying to hide? What's going on? <laughs> Nobody smiles this much. Nobody can be this happy. When that sadness is in your heart, you won't be able to function at your full potential. Because God wants to take you much higher than what you want to go, but you're comparing yourself to others. Why did he get that? When there's that sadness, there will be jealousy in your heart. Where there's jealousy, the Bible says there's every evil thing. So this attitude of sadness attracts ugly things around you the whole time. When people know how dangerous sadness is, I'm amazed at how many people allow their hearts to become sad. 
The Bible says in the book of Hebrews 6, we have hope as the anchor of our souls. When there's sadness, when there's sadness, you can know the devil's at work. Family, listen to me. When something happens, like sometimes there are things that happen that's really bad. Like say you, a family member or relative or close friend dies. That's sad. But you can still have joy on the inside knowing this person served Jesus and they were their creator. You can have joy. Yes, you'll be sad because you'll miss that person. But when you are born again, you know with that friend of yours that they with Jesus right now. And that joy is here. So it often happens, people, especially in our culture in South Africa, we can mourn and be sad longer than what we should be. Listen to me. It's normal to be sad like that. But then you continue to keep that sadness in your heart. I cannot live without this one. And it's fine. You feel like that. But as you continue in that, you can actually pick up a spirit of sadness. Not the devil. You have a spirit of sadness now. Where joy should be springing up from on the inside. You now become a sad person. You're almost always sad. Have you met people like that? And if you continue in that and don't allow the Lord's joy to be perfected in your life, you can actually open yourself up for demonic activity. When there is a continual sadness that doesn't change, you can know the devil's at work. Am I helping some of you here this morning? Because you are born again. Jesus endured the cross. He went through tough and difficult things. He even prayed and asked and said, Father, if there's any way that this cup can pass me by, let it pass me by, but not my will be done, your will be done. Let me tell you something. If there's an unchangeable event in your life that you have to go through, you can be assured that whatever you are going through, will be to glorify the name of Jesus. That's why Jesus could say, I focus upon the joy that's set before me. I know God's name will be glorified. That's why I can go through this. The devil is not in control of my life. I count it all joy when I fall into various trials. Romans 5. Well, let me read from verse 2. Our faith guarantees us permanent access into this marvelous kindness that has given us a perfect relationship with God. Can you see here? It says you have a perfect relationship with God, but we don't live in a perfect world. What incredible joy bursts out forth within us as we keep on celebrating our hope of our experiencing God's glory. Verse 3, But that's not all. Even in times of trouble, we have a joyful confidence, knowing that our pressures will develop in us patient endurance, and patient endurance will refine our character, and proven character leads us back to hope 
And this hope is not a disappointing fantasy because we can now experience the endless love of God cascading into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. We glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. And perseverance, character. And character, hope. And the hope of God does not disappoint. Paul writing this in Romans. Glory in tribulation. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Now you see Paul and Silas in a prison. Acts chapter 16. In a prison being beaten up. They start to worship God. They might have been physically in a prison. But their hearts were not in a prison. Family, here's the key. You might be facing a situation that is pressing you from all different sides, wanting to steal your joy. Protect this with everything. The devil will try different things to make you sad. Expectations. People slandering you. Saying ugly things. Taking things away that belongs to you. They can take what they want, but don't allow them to take your joy. When you have joy, it's the joy of the Lord that is your strength. Amen? It's this relationship that you have with the Holy Spirit. David that said, Lord, do not let your spirit depart from me and restore unto me the joy of your salvation. To have joy and to be happy is a decision. It's a decision that you have to make. Focus from today on joy. And don't let sadness affect your destiny where God is taking you. Don't let sadness reshape your future. Most of our sadness is in the past. God does not consider our past or discuss our past in determining our good future. A matter of fact, where you are going is happiness. Amen? That's why we focus upon heaven. Philippians 2 verse 14. Live a cheerful life without complaining or division among yourselves. Live a cheerful life. Sometimes complain and speak your mind. Live a cheerful life and sometimes backchat your parents. Live a cheerful life. That's it. Be happy. How do you remain happy? Keep your focus on joy. Amen. If you allow sadness to rule your heart, there's no sadness in heaven. If you want your heart to be heaven, allow heaven's atmosphere into your heart. Heaven holds the answer, the solution to whatever challenge you are facing right now. If you know that, you'll start to say, I count it all joy when I fall into various trials. I glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. Paul and Silas, in that prison, they might have been in prison, but their heart was not imprisoned. They said, I'm not going to let any situation or circumstances dictate how I feel. If you allow sadness to dictate your prayers, your prayers will be prayers of destruction. 
Because now, if that person makes you sad and you are angry, from your heart, you'll release anger. But Jesus said, when they want to despitefully use you, if they do things that make you sad, pray for them. If they curse you, bless them. Hold your joy. Hold your joy. When you know and you have a revelation that when people curse you, they're not cursing you, they are cursing Jesus. Some of you are getting happy now. Think, ah, I want to curse Jesus. <laughs> no, no, no. Remember, God looks at our heart the whole time and our attitude towards people the whole time. Remember my wife preached a few weeks ago when I was not here on what's blocking your runway? Were you here? Don't let sadness be one of the things blocking your runway for God to land and do what He wants to do in your life. Any obstacles and hindrances, remove them. The thing is with sadness, sadness opens the door for so many other things to come into your life. Sadness opens the door for jealousy, for bitterness, for hatred, for resentment. The Lord is the joy on the inside that gives us strength to go on. That joy on the inside is greater than anything that's in the world. Did you hear what I say? That joy on the inside is greater than anything. That's why you can find somebody living in absolute poverty with nothing, one set of clothes. And when you meet them, you see the joy of the Lord on the inside. And you can see somebody that's got everything from a natural point of view, but their hearts are sad because they don't have God. The first area where your life should prosper, your spiritual life. When you are linked up with God, you are linked up with joy. Make a decision today to be linked up with joy. Why do you think every Sunday before you sit down, I say to you, Turn to your neighbor and say, your smile looks better than the last time I saw you. Because if you are born again, the joy on the inside should be going from glory to glory to glory. That means your smile every Sunday should be going from glory to glory to glory. That's why every week your smile should look better than the last time I saw you. Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. Selah. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.